The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So today I'm going to start off with my favorite part of the show. It's rhyming time again. Can someone please tell me why the world is playing defense? It really, in actuality, makes no sense. We had the opportunity when the troops were amassing, but instead Biden and the world, they kept waiting, and time, it kept passing. So now we are aware that our military has no scare, because when you teach diversity, white rage training, and when your enemy has a military that can't be outstaged. In 2018, Trump did predict, if Biden got in, for America would be it would decline, would begin. They bomb hospitals, condos, they bomb supermarkets and malls. So I am wondering why the world is not yet appalled. I never thought I'd see the world in fear, cowering behind the cover of useless United Nations. Why the Russians are manning all their military stations. The world that claims they don't want to escalate. So they green-lighted Putin and Ukraine he will now terminate. Into a third world war, they didn't see it coming. For how could they miss 200,000 Russians on the Ukrainian border? Putin knew there would be no world order. The world stood by in the typical fashion. They did nothing, nothing at all, while Putin was dashing. He bombed the cities and the bridges, too. He's now killing pregnant women and their children, two by two. For the images we see should spark a response from the world, not just talking heads. It's time to get the flags unfurled. How could we allow this to continue the destruction of the world of Ukraine? They continue to talk, all the talking heads. Are they waiting till the nuclear rain? It angers me nightly to see that we are useless, to think that they signed the Minsk Agreement and gave up their nukes. That was supposed to be in exchange for America being able to step up and put up their dukes. What we are learning quite clear is when America wants to be in the right, it's too darn scared, too darn scared of the bully, and we won't fight. To placate the despot is the wrong situation. As the Ukrainians, they're dying. So the Ukrainian nation. The only one who didn't see this coming, apparently, was the Biden administration. Perhaps we have the wrong leader, the wrong leader for this nation. The world can't find the right corner to hide in. While Putin takes over a country, just get in the basement. It worked for Joe Biden. Now the talking heads, they turn their focus to China, trying to put words in their mouth. There's nothing that looks much finer. The world should pay attention to China and Putin in the Russian. The new world order, they'll all be countries, and soon Putin will be crushing. With General Milley in charge, it's clear Putin feels large. And the stain of Afghanistan has given Putin the green light that his military can go fight. I don't want to see war nor dead kids on the floor, but if the world doesn't take a stand, the only next step will be more. The carnage is real. You can see it on your screen. It's the worst apocalyptical disaster since World War II that we've seen. But all of this was preventable and had the world reacted quick and not stuck there with their heads up their butts wrapped up in enough red tape to make you sick. The world order has broken down when the world cowers against the clown. 
He's crazy as a fox. Go hide in your basement, Joe, and don't answer the door if someone knocks. So weakness is a sign when the animal does attack. So much for America's word, Ukraine, that we got your back. For America's words no longer mean a thing. It just gets worse and worse, and the words they spew, the truth they don't bring. The world is in this horrible situation because it didn't recognize the signs of a rogue nation. The leaders of NATO nations should take stock of their failures, and now the world consternation. For failing to act, it's now a fact. We literally have told the Ukrainians to get out. We have not got your back. To be quite honest, it seems the world laid destruction and killed the Ukrainian dreams. The great American flag and all it stands for is now just a fabric, a part of some rubble from a building knocked down to the floor. 9,000 leases, they say, are ready to go for oil drilling. But some more word side salad and the lies they are spilling. It seems the administration, they haven't a clue as to what goes into drilling to get oil for me and you. If you talk to the oil experts, they'll tell you the truth. Something Joe Biden and his administration didn't even recognize in their youth. For if you told the truth, you'd see very clear the price hikes to paint at the pump. Joe Biden caused it. It's very clear. Don't tell me this is Putin's paint at the pump. That's just more of your sticking your head, sticking your head up your rump. If I wanted such lies, I would have not asked the question. I trust the American people will be able to fix this in the next election. I'm tired of trying to figure him out. He can't get three words in a sentence. He's all over the place, like a pot with no spout. His words are over. His thoughts are a mess. We are suffering the consequences of not a single success. As Ukraine gets destroyed a maternity hospital too, and the world sits by twiddling their thumbs saying, gee, what can't and what can we do? How can the world sit by and watch this destruction when you hear words from the White House, just words of seduction? They tell you they're doing everything they possibly can. Then they run back and retreat back to the White House as fast as they can. Joe Biden, the president, they keep him protected. If you're thinking of a monument, it'll be of the back of his head that'll be erected. As the bodies pile up, the world's still fiddling, and Putin counted on the world just diddling. Putin's telling them what will escalate his fight, and he'll get angry too and bring more of his military might. So now he's cyber-attacking the U.S., it's true. He knows Joe Biden's not going to do anything except bend over and take it up the wazoo. When America doesn't lead, it's the pariah that we feed. We're not leading from behind. We haven't led any time. You can be damn sure that China is watching this mess and thinking, quite frankly, taking over Taiwan will be a success. When Putin threatened he would escalate, NATO should have stepped up and said, choose your fate. But instead, what they did, they ran and they hid. They took the jets off the tables and thinking Ukraine killing was keeping Putin stable. The world's in a tough place of its own making, I say, because by the time they were moving, it was too late to play. But deterrence only works if the other side thinks you're serious. Tough words they must learn are not injurious. Putin, he knows... When he sees a clown show in town, the cackles of Kamala Harris can be heard in Russia all around. 
But the world is not serious in pushing Putin out. They're hoping he just goes away. But instead, Ukraine, he's going to wipe out. What worries me most is not what's happening now. It's how could the world have missed this when it was clear his intentions were to destroy Ukraine and how? They all claim to have his playbook. The experts all agree. Yet the idiots in charge let Putin attack Ukraine. That you could clearly see. So why do we put our trust in the idiots at the table? Not one of them could see this coming. Not one of them is able. It's an error in judgment. It's a lack of ability. And with NATO being feckless and useless, there is no reason for Putin to show humility. So Peppermint Patty in the White House, now too, is quickly rewriting history. But you better see through. Peppermint Patty from the podium keeps telling you they're doing everything they can. But if you ask her specifics, they'll tell you one. They only have a plan. 9,000 leases, they'll tell you it's so. But if you go ask an oil and gas driller, that number is only for show. It's all smoke and mirrors. That's how this administration has operated. And if you speak up against them, challenge their position, you'll just be berated. If the Keystone Pipeline were allowed to be built, eight months ago now oil would be flowing. And it wouldn't cost you three paychecks to look at the gas gauge and see what it's showing. But the president has dug his heels, and he claims the climate's changing, while Putin keeps Europe cold, and the other nations he keeps rearranging. We can't be so short-sighted that we can't see our own reflection. If the world doesn't make it, it's because it didn't make a course correction. We're letting Putin amazingly set the tone. Biden and the world thinking we should just leave him alone. Somehow we think, if we leave him alone, that the war, that horrible war, will stay far from home. We're all doing it again. The world's strategy is to wait. As Ukrainian culture is wiped out of the time we act, it'll be way too late. This is what you get clearly when weak and fetless, feckless are projected. The president of America the one we elected. Ever wonder why Putin didn't do this under Trump? You must really think about it. Think hard, America, and get off your darn rump. Now the administration is talking that there will be Ukrainian insurgency. I kid you not. It's because the world left Ukraine in an untenable spot. They never reacted when everyone saw coming. Now the Ukrainian people are succumbing. The world chatter boxes are continuing their blah, blah, blah. That's what they said. While they sit by and watch death and destruction of the world order, the visions are playing in our head. People packed together in makeshift facilities. Gee, I guess the pandemic's over. Over because of necessities. Curious and curiouser, I say it's become. Not a brain among the leaders. They don't know how to get the job done. Let me guess there'll be a red line that our president will draw. And then, like Obama, when you cross it, he'll have to redraw. I can't get these images of the dead children out of my head. None of this had to happen. There should be no Ukrainians dead. The world has turned radical, and they've turned away their eyes from the, the vast atrocities that Putin's committing and then telling more lies. Don't tell me you're doing everything because you've done nothing before. It's kind of stupid when missiles are pounding buildings and you're worried about closing the door. The time to react was before one shot was fired. I know, I'm thinking about the wrong president we hired. It's one thing to lead from behind, you can say, 
But when you don't lead at all, this is what you get. Guys like Putin, they don't play. So cackling Harris, she laughed in Poland just the other day. She's totally useless and has nothing intelligent to say. So our military geniuses and our CIA, they tell us to send jets. That would be an escalation, an escalation in some way. That, just a day later, their feckless strategy, they say, oops, no way. We are running scared from Putin, the world is, and the leader of Ukraine who stands up to him used to be in showbiz. But sending javelins and shoulder-filed missiles, there'll be no problem at all. It's too ridiculous an argument to even give it a scroll. So here is my question as I come to defend. We are letting Putin set the terms and conditions for this tragedy to end. A bully who takes on what essentially is the world should be hiding in a cave, counting the hours and days till we dispatch him. He is completely depraved. So as I come to the end of that, we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back and start the show, block one. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So after our rhyming time, I wanted to cover some of the issues that I covered in my first area there. And we're talking about, I think most importantly, what I'm interested in is what are we sending? What message are we sending to the world? And more importantly, to Putin, to Xi, to Kim Jong-un? To all the despots who are out there, what message are we sending? We're sending a message that says, hey, if you're a nuclear power, hands off. We ain't going to touch you. Do whatever you want. You want to run over another country, take it over? No problem. Because you know what? We're too scared, you know what, to do anything. But here's the problem I have. I understand that. And I listened to an argument this morning between two guys. One guy was like, we can't sit by and do nothing. We, we have to do something. And the other guy who was a military serviceman said, hey, you don't know this guy. This guy could do something crazy. He could start World War III. And I understand that. That's, listen, that is a very difficult position to be in. But here's the problem I have. You're supposed to be the leader of the free world. Joe Biden. This is the guy who's 
50 years of experience he bragged about everything. He knows everything. He does everything. He's great. He's going to take care of us. He's going to change the way we do business. We're going to lead America. America's back. What he didn't tell you is America's back in the back. That's what he forgot to tell you. Because here's what should have happened. Listen, I'm no military genius, and I'll never claim to be one. I don't have the experience. We have legendary Dave for that. But I can tell you, if you are going to prepare for war, you better do it before the war starts, not after. This was a disaster from day one when Biden decided on his military strategy. Now, here's my question. Why do we still have the same idiots that was the architect of the surrender in Afghanistan? There's, there's three things that I believe that really kind of started this. And I was listening to Bill Barr the other day. He was giving an interview. And he kind of came to the same conclusion. We had a little different take on it, but I think his conclusion is very similar to mine. There were three things that really set Putin in motion. The first thing is that Afghanistan debacle. That Afghanistan debacle was a horrendous show to the world that said America is ridiculous. Not our soldiers. Understand that. Our soldiers, 2,500 of them, kept that entire nation under wraps for 18 months while Trump was in. So what was the difference? The difference is you changed out, you changed out the military leadership. When you change out the military leadership and put people who don't know a thing about military planning and operations or are more political than our military, that's when you create an issue. And what happened in Afghanistan? Hey, 13 servicemen killed, and it was a debacle. So we took 100,000 Afghanis out. We don't even know who they are because they weren't on our lists. And by the way, lamestream media... There are still thousands and thousands of America in Afghanistan trying to get out, and lots of them are being hunted and killed. But that's not on the media anymore because, hey, it's done, right? It's finished. Hey, that was August. Hey, we're in a new sector of the news. What are we going to cover today? So now he saw that. The second thing he sees is on day one again, he kills the Keystone Pipeline. Now, everybody says the XL pipeline, not a drop has flown through it. Oh, it, it, it would never get done. It wouldn't do anything. Excuse me. 830,000 barrels a day from the Keystone pipeline if it was up and running. Here's another brief moment of fact. I know that the White House can't deal with facts, and Peppermint Patty from the podium has trouble with facts. But eight months ago, if you let the pipeline go, we have 830,000 gallons of barrels now coming through that pipeline. We were taking, I believe, 570 to 670,000 from Russia. Not a big amount that we use that that we use from Russia. It's only a couple of percentages, but three, four percent. But that makes a big difference in the world market. This is what everybody says. It's global. It's global. Understand something. And I know they're telling you different right now, but I'll, I'll cover that in a few minutes. I want to stick to my point with the three things that killed us. So now what happens is we now have that issue, Afghanistan, oil, and our foreign policy. 
our foreign policy was just ridiculous. There is no foreign policy. It's kind of like Helen Keller bumping around in a new room. On-the-job training is not really good for your military planners. It's not really good for your intelligence agencies to have on-the-job training while the world is in chaos. It looks like he pulled guys out of high school to run his NSA, to run the, the CIA. I can't even understand anymore what they're doing. You know, they should call them the Central Unintelligence Agency because the directors of these places are just a disaster. But we have a bunch of clowns right now in this administration. For instance, Jennifer Granholm, our energy secretary, she didn't even know how many barrels of oil the Americans used per day. She had no clue. And when she was asked the question about what is she doing, and it was on some other network, she started laughing. She takes the Kamala Harris cackle out of her little bag and starts playing that. I mean, this is not a a, a, a game. This is not something that we're going to just get by. He is destroying America from the ground up. Now, here was an interesting fact. A lot of what Biden said during his campaign about killing the oil and gas industry is exactly what he did. We didn't think about it back then. And it kind of, yeah, you know, 10, 15 years, let's do that. We'll knock out some oil and glasses and we'll take care of the drilling. You know, we're moving to clean energy. That is fantastic. I agree with that. We need to move to clean energy. But you can't turn it off today. You cannot turn off the oil spigot today. We are dependent on oil. Can someone knock some sense into their heads? Because nobody else in this country, other than the people who are now paying 5 6 and $7, soon to be 8 9 and $10 a gallon of gas. So now their, their claim is it's not going to be tra- Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I heard the word transitory again. That rhymes with suppository. So they're transitory gas hike prices again. Oh, and it's now all because of Putin. I forgot. I forgot to mention that. It's all Putin's problem. Except now, if you look at the government numbers, by the way, only a percentage, a small percentage of February was after the invasion. So he can take that and stick that in his wallet, too. Because that ain't happening. So we sent, you know, with, with... Putin, we gave him the green light. We basically told him, we are not going to do something. We're not going to put troops on the ground. We're not going to. Since when do you, in the media, tell the enemy what you're going to not do? Think about this for a second. You're going to fight with me. And I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to kick your butt. And you're going to tell me, well, if you bring a knife to the fight, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend myself. I'm not gonna bring a knife. I don't want to bring a knife. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna bring ten of my friends with me. And you say, well, I'm not gonna bring any friends with me. Is that going to intimidate me from not kicking your butt? No, it's not. But if you say to me, go ahead, show up. You'll see what I'm gonna do. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you'll see when you get there. And you're gonna start to think. You know what? What if he brings 30 of his friends? What if he brings a gun, a knife, a rock? All I got is my knife. Now what? We, for the first time in my lifetime, that I'm seeing a war fought in the media. 
and we're losing that war. We are losing that war badly because we have two words Biden. He can't get two words out for a full sentence. We have Kamala, who is the unprepared princess. If you need to get an idea of what Kamala is doing to this country and how embarrassing it is, go take a look at her. I, I, I don't even want to call it a speech because it wasn't really a speech. It was a bunch of words strewn together that really had no meaning whatsoever and was completely ineffective at getting any kind of an idea across. It was the unprepared princess in her full glory, the blind and the dumb. And this is what's been running this country, and you wonder why we're being run into the ground. She had nothing to add. She had nothing but that empty head rattling around and that cackle again. Just another in the administration, the empty heads rattling. When you ask them something, like Granholm, what's your plan? Well, I don't have a plan. You're the energy secretary. How'd you get that job? Oh, that's right. She was the DNC chair for the uh, Clinton over there. She was involved in the whole Democratic administration. It was a thank you. Thank goodness they gave her that job. Thank goodness, America. She had the plan. You know what the plan was? Laugh, just like Kamala. I mean, we're letting these people run the country into the ground. And it's just unfortunate. And then you have from Peppermint Patty from the podium. And for those of you who don't know, that's Jen Psaki. And already she's already said several times already, I mean, as if we're dead scared. Here's, here's the, the big problem. She said, we're not sending troops in. Even if you're not sending troops in, even if you're not going to do anything, do you tell the enemy who's killing the Ukrainians, we're not going to do anything, we're just going to sit here and yap about it like the rest of the world? And they asked her. They said, what if he uses chemical weapons? What if he does a, a nuclear strike? No answer. Why is there no answer? You don't have to say, hey, we're coming at you. We're going to point all our nuclear arms at Russia, and we're going to blow you off the map. And in 50 or 60 years, we'll come back and make it a parking lot. You don't have to say that. Let me give the Biden administration some free advice. And anytime you get free advice from a lawyer, you should take it. This is what you say. Don't do it, or you will find out what we will do. You will suffer the consequences, and it will be immediate, and it will be forceful. That doesn't say anything, but it doesn't say, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to stand here and watch. You, you can't give people an opportunity, such as the pariahs like Putin, you can't give them an opportunity to take over the world because their world is very different from our world. They're a dictatorship. You step out of line, you get arrested. They do that in Russia. Well, they do it in Canada now, too. There you go. We're seeing that. You know, military might doesn't make right. The world is united right now, but we're sitting by and... and speaking about it. We're talking about it. Everybody's jabbering about it. But there's no policy. Now, here's another clue. Here's some more free advice for the Biden administration. 
with respect to the Polish Jets. You bunch of idiots. Shut your mouths. Do what you got to do. Get the Jets into Ukraine and stop announcing your plans weeks and months and days before you're going to do them. You can't be like that. I, I just, it baffles me why we're fighting this. And, and we're not fighting it. We're losing in the media. Why would you tell anybody that you sent jets to Ukraine? Just do it. This is not a game. This is not a game. People are dying. Children are dying. I saw dead children in the street on my TV screen. So I'm going to cover a little bit more about this after, and then we'll deal with the domestic destruction right after these brief messages. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And I just want to uh, quickly thank Mark the Shark for his uh, rhyming acuities and also uh, the show that he does. And, you know, we've been touting, Mark, that we tell the truth. And... We uh, Some people criticized us during the start of the COVID, and everything our doctors had said or have said has turned out to be exactly right. And the jerk that uh, published an article saying that we were putting out false information, you know, you know what he can do with it. But anyway, I want to thank you for the... uh, show that you do and telling the truth about what's going on particularly in our <clears throat> willy-nilly 
administration. So, back to you. Thank you. And you're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. So, my question was, originally, we had three things that he did. And I think I only mentioned two as I was going back. And I just wanted to throw out the third one. He failed to give lethal aid to Ukraine prior to the first shot being fired. Now, why does that matter? Because here's the question. The world is now scared and literally scared of what Putin might do if we decide to escalate things. But there would have been no escalation if he hadn't fired a shot, wasn't in Ukraine, and we sent in Stinger missiles. We sent in batteries of missile defense. If we gave them the jets to fill in for the Polish. And here's the way that's going to work. Poland was going to give them their old MiGs, and we were going to backfill into Poland with the new jets. Okay? So now you're in the middle of the war. Before, it's not an escalation. Now it's an escalation. I can see where they can look at it their side and say this is an escalation. But here's my, my real question, is let's, let's get off of their Green New Deal pulpits for a second and bring it back to reality. If someone can explain to me what the difference is between a Javelin missile, a shouldered fire missile, and a jet aircraft in trying to protect Ukraine, let them send it to me. Because the way I see it, they are all three lethal weapons. Now, Ukraine does have an air force. They have a small air force. Not anything like you you would imagine that we have or that Russia has, fifth generation aircraft. But here's the question. Why didn't we do it? Am I the only one who saw this happening? Is me and Dave the only guys on this planet that saw Russian troops amassing at the Ukrainian border and said, gee, what's going on? Yeah, you know, Mark, this brings up a good question. We have um, surveillance, 24-7 surveillance. Most of it now is satellite surveillance. We're not even putting spy planes up anymore. Or the, to my knowledge, but it's all done via our satellites. And we saw it coming from the first tank that arrived on the border. And to sit there on your thumbs and not start talking, look, we don't want to see any more of this. And if anything happens, there will be severe consequences and immediate consequences. And let them figure out what we can do. You don't tell them, we're not going to do anything. Come on in. Yep. But under the prior administration, here's the interesting fact. When gas was at $2 a gallon, Putin didn't have the money to do this. He didn't have the billions of dollars that it cost to move an army into another country, to feed everybody, to take care of everybody, to have gas, to have all these military devices, the, the, the troop carriers, the half-tracks, the tanks, everything. He didn't have that because he didn't have the money. Now we gave him billions and billions. And don't let Biden for a second tell you and don't let the multimedia midgets tell you that this is all due to Putin. Because now they've they've rebranded this again. Here we go. First it was, wait, let me see. I wrote this down because this is great. This is the administration, Dave, that never takes responsibility for anything that happens. Never. They're not responsible when the economy started falling apart, they kept saying it's 
It's Trump's economy. It's Trump's economy. He did it. When it started doing better, he said, well, wait a second. I, I, I get the credit for this now. There was no turning point. Then, let's see. First, it was the pandemic. Okay, we blamed everything on the pandemic. Then we had, it's not my fault, Joe Biden. It's the supply chain, which, according to Joe, he fixed back in June. But that didn't exactly get fixed because if you were around in Christmas, your elf on the shelf was the elf on the barge. He never made it. Never made it for Christmas. And now they're claiming the bad economy, the 7.9% inflation in February is all about Putin. Putin, 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 Putin. And they even returned, they said, I think it was Putin's pain at the pump. They, they tend to like those letters, PPP. And they keep using them a lot. They don't take blame for anything. And here's the problem when you don't take blame for something. You're not motivated and you'll never fix it. You know, he, he got up today and he actually, he was able to speak today, so they must have pumped him up. And he said, we're imposing more severe sanctions on Russia. You ready for this? Hold on to your javelin missiles. He's not taking any seafood. And he's not getting any vodka into America. And guess what, folks? No more diamonds. I know. Everybody just got crushed. Everybody should sit down for a second, take a breather. Those were the severe sanctions that he's putting on to Russia. You know, I hate to say it, but I know everybody gets connected to this word Trump. But in 2018... He predicted that if Biden gets in, Russia is going to be motivated to do whatever they want. And he predicted this. He predicted that Biden was going to destroy the economy, destroy the energy independence. You you might as well have just pulled the rug out from America. Because here's the problem. Here's their answer. Go buy a $60,000 electric car. When you have Elon Musk, the maker of the electric car, telling you that's a really dumb idea... You should go open up all the drilling. And here's what here's what they're not telling you. They said, you know, Peppermint Patty from the podium was she was interviewing um or she was doing a podcast, I believe it was. And she was saying that there are nine thousand leases and these bad oil companies are doing this. I was in the oil and gas drilling business before I actually went to law school. And I was an account executive. And I can tell you that there is a tremendous amount of expenses in order to get equipment. First, to find the oil. You can have 4,000 leases and find oil on 300. So this whole 9,000 lease thing is a red herring. It's garbage. It's another spewing of lies by the White House. In America, you shouldn't buy it. Don't buy it. It's like Russian seafood. Don't buy it. So now they tell you there's 9,000 leases out there that should be drilling tomorrow. It takes years to get leases on, okay, to get an oil field up and running. Years. First, you have to get the equipment in there. If it's a natural gas deal, you have to have a pipeline. To truck natural gas out of a well is very expensive. So you want to get that pipeline going. Here's the question. And here's the real big thing. Janet Yellen, our chief imbecile, Federal Reserve, she has made it almost impossible at this point. The Federal Reserve has really kind of 
they're not, I, I wouldn't say outright sanctioned the banks, but they've literally told the banks, don't invest in oil and gas drilling, or we're going to make your life miserable. And they're not kidding. They're making our lives miserable. But I don't know if it's just uh, them. They're making everybody miserable. But the point of fact is, if our energy independence is back, Russia has less power over us. We can then ship oil and gas to the world. Because let's face it, if we developed what we have, let's not even talk about Anwar. Anwar is bigger than Saudi Arabia, I believe. If we open that up, the world becomes a different place. Because now we're not beholden to Russia. And here's the really, I, I, I could not believe this when I heard this. I thought it was a mistake. I had to replay it twice and three times. We're trying to get oil from Iran and Venezuela. Now, correct me, Dave, if I'm wrong, but I don't even think we have officially recognized Madeira as being the leader of Venezuela. No. By the, but yet, we're calling me. him and begging him for oil. I, can you explain this to me? Not not when they came out. I was watching uh, the other day, and you know that I'm involved in it, in the oil business. The Permian Basin, where my oil interests are in Texas, they came out with a report that they estimated that just the Permian Basin in Texas had over 250 billion, with a B, barrels of oil in it. That would take yep. us into... <laughs> yeah, but here's the question. And here's the, here's the big thing. And, and not one of these green imbeciles like John Kerry could answer this question for me. Here's the question. Very simple. What is the difference between taking a barrel of oil out of the United States, which, by the way, is the cleanest oil and gas drilling country in the world, taking a barrel of oil out of Texas or a barrel of oil out of Alaska and taking a barrel of oil out of Venezuela or Iran. What is the difference in the carbon the carbon footprint? Zero. Because it's the same oil. In fact, when you burn the oil from Iran and you burn the oil from Venezuela, it's not as clean as America's. I wouldn't call it dirty oil, but it's not as purified oil. And we also do it differently. We do it more. Our EPA is all up the butts of the oil companies, and that's good. It's forced them to do things differently, and I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay with is going to these rogue countries to do the same stupid thing the Biden administration did with Putin. And now he is so desperate to get back into a deal with Iran. I heard about this, and I don't even know if this is true. I, I, I caught this. They are trying to, Iran has their, I think it's uh, the Quds. They're trying to kill John Bolton. There's a hit squad literally looking for John Bolton. Yet the Biden administration doesn't want to say anything or do anything because they're so desperate to get back into a deal with Iran. Here's what I would tell Iran. You want to do a deal with us? No nukes. Because now the world has a blueprint. You think that Iran's not going to develop a nuclear weapon despite any stupid signature that Biden puts on a piece of paper? Just go back to look at Ukraine. They gave up their nukes 
for the protection from America and Britain. And look where they are right now. So you think Iran's given up their nuclear ambitions? Forget it. What you're going to wind up doing is they're going to do the same thing they're doing now, except now they're going to have billions of dollars to do it with because they're going to be trading oil again and their rich economy. So they'll build underground. They'll get their military up. They'll get their nuclear weapons up. And by the way, very little have you heard. I believe Kim Jong-un just fired off an ICBM. Guess what? Violation. Oops. Does he really care? He's a nuclear nation. He does not care. Why? Because we set the precedent with Putin. You're a nuclear nation? We're not going to touch you. We'll do whatever you want to do. What if North Korea goes into South Korea tomorrow? You think we're going to step up? Wouldn't hold your breath. It's because we sent the wrong message to the world. We sent the wrong message to Putin, and we're playing this game with him in the media. But you know what? Here's the problem. They have a president in Russia who has all his marbles. Not sane, but has all his marbles. Our president, feckless, and really, if if you could put three words together in a sentence, you might confuse him. He seems like if the teleprompter's not working, he can't talk to you. And that's why he doesn't take questions. He doesn't call on people off the top of his head. It's people who there's a list in front of him, and they already have had the questions. And, I, and I'll tell you, this is just absolutely absurd. We got bamboozled. We did. You know, Mark, for many months now, everybody's been looking for what has Biden done well or what is one accomplishment of Biden's. And, oh, you know, given Russia, we, we finally found the one accomplishment that Biden has performed. That's showing how much our country misses Donald Trump. Yeah. Listen, Trump in 2018 predicted if Germany is totally dependent on Russia, that he said at the U.N., he gave a speech in 2018, and he said, Germany better be careful about becoming too dependent on Russia. And they were laughing. Their, their delegation was laughing at him. They're not laughing now, are they? The man, listen, Trump was something. He could see things. He knew how to get things done. You might have hated his delivery. You might have hated the way he speaked. You might have hated his bull in the china shop attitude. But the guy told you what it was. He told you straight out. He says to Germany, he said, let me ask you this. Why are we spending millions of dollars a year defending Germany while def- Germany's buying oil from Russia, who's our enemy? Listen, if the world, I always used to say, if the world was a perfect place, Obama would have been the perfect president. Because he saw things so ideally. Gee, the world, kumbaya, everybody get together, hold hands. Let's get real. When you're sitting around the fire and you want to sing kumbaya, Putin's got the stick in his hand with the flame on the end trying to poke you in the eye. And don't think, not for a second, that Xi isn't paying close attention to this. You know, they they also tried to blame this on price-gouging oil companies. That was the funniest I've said. That was the, that was one of their other, you know, uh, I guess deflections. They keep coming out with these new ones. Nothing is their fault, this administration. 
this White House is incredible. They are not responsible for anything. If it's going sideways, hey, not our problem. Putin did it. That's the new line now. So be careful with that. You know, we got to stop paying attention. And somehow or another, this was this was something that really um, just kind of blew me away. I was watching this week MSNBC. Yes, I watched the other channel. My eyes and my ears start to bleed, but I have to watch them every once in a while to see what's going on. And they somehow, first of all, somehow they tied what's going on in Ukraine and the world response. Joy Reid tied to racism. You you want to talk about a far stretch? That rubber band's going to snap back in your face at some point. I, I don't know how far they can pull that rubber band back, but it's getting close. So what happens is you have, they bring on Marie Yovanovitch, who, if you don't remember, she was the idiot ambassador that was fired by Trump. So she went, she actually testified against him, I believe, in the fake impeachment hearing. So she went on and started with a straight face, by the way, that (laughs) with a straight face, she actually said this, that this was caused by Donald Trump. And here's another genius. She used the phrase, this is one of those things that Biden had used early on, and I'll remind you of it, the limited invasion, the limited incursion. You know, it's like simple surgery is surgery that happens to someone else, not to you. That's the concept here. But the sheer moronic statements of this, of her mimicking this incompetent in chief, it's just a demonstration of why this democratic strategy of appeasement is so dangerous to the world order. You cannot appease a wild dog, or in this case, a wild bear. They simply don't understand the reality of this administration outside their little textbooks. You know, they talk about a candlelight vigil, but bombs and guns won't be stopped by that. She kept talking about mitigation of the expansion. Every time I I speak to these You know, I hear these. I shouldn't say I speak to them because I don't want to speak to them. I hear them talking and they get into these things. I listen to them and they sound like kindergartner teachers. They they speak on a level like a three-year-old would understand better than they would. And I just I, I find it so offensive that they try to shove this stuff into the mainstream media and the mainstream media just laps it up and shoots it out the door. It's pretty incredible. Listen, we got to figure out a way to get this done, okay? And here's the problem. I don't think Russia is stopping. I don't think Ukraine has a chance unless we quietly stop putting your strategy in the news, you morons. Stop. You know, you might as well give Putin our, our military planning book. Well, not that we have one. Just look at Afghanistan. We should have thrown that planning book out. But I I laugh at it because it's so serious that I'd be crying if I didn't laugh at it. We have to really make up our minds. Are we going to sustain America or are we going to trash America? Biden came in with the idea of trashing America. He's going to put us all on electric cars. It's not ready yet. It's not there. Keep developing it. Keep working on it. When it gets to that point, let me know. But I, I did want to mention, this was something that, again, caught my eye. 
and I, I try to pay attention to some things and bring you, you know, the, the basic news. Here's something that we just heard again, that famous name of Jesse Smollett, or Smollett. Okay, Jesse, if you don't remember, he was the guy who got mugged by the MAGA guys, you know? He got beaten up, and they threw some kind of bleach on him, and they put a noose around his neck. But that all turned out to be a hoax. So he got convicted of it. And I believe it was yesterday or Wednesday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, his attorney, Glandian, Tina Glandian, his attorney, he got convicted, and he got lambasted, apparently, by this judge. He was convicted, and he was sentenced to only 150 days in jail, 30 months of felony probation, and $120,000 in restitution to the city of Chicago for all of the cops that were working on this garbage that he put forth. Why he only got 150 days, I don't have a clue, because he basically literally put people in jeopardy in this country. He put this country, which was already a tinderbox, on edge. Because now everybody thought that he was going to be, you know, he was attacked because he was black and he was gay. Guess what? It never happened. So now, in court, when he's leaving, he goes bonkers. And he's, he says, people didn't understand why he kept yelling this. He said, I'm not suicidal. I'm not suicidal. If anything happens to me, I'm not suicidal. That was a reference to the rest of you of the Jeffrey Epstein. Three things in the world that don't hang themselves. Sheetrock, Christmas ornaments, and Jeffrey Epstein. But that was the what the reference to is anybody who was wondering. You know, just the, we're getting towards the end of the show. And you see things like this on a, on a local domestic area. And we look at how this Biden administration is trying to destroy America. You know, the inflation nation is now who we are. I don't know if any of you have gone to the pump, but a friend of mine went to the pump the other day and filled up his uh, truck. He's got one of those uh, big trucks because he owns a restaurant. And he paid $150 for a fill-up on his tank. That's pretty amazing. Think about that. Does that cut into your profits? Not only does it cut into your profits, but every piece of food that goes out of that restaurant is going to cost more money now. Because when you went to the supplier, guess what, folks? Everything comes in by truck. We don't have too many electric trucks. In fact, it's not realistic to have electric trucks. And this is what everybody's missing. This green energy, it's not ready for prime time. It's ludicrous to suggest that it is. But if you're charging $5 for a gallon of diesel or $7 for a gallon of diesel, these trucks get five and six miles per gallon. So now that gets passed on to you, the consumer. Another tax on the consumer. Yeah. And whether you own a billion-dollar house, a million-dollar house, make 400000 less than or more than, you're paying for that because your food that you get at the store is brought by a truck. So there's more of an interest to low gas prices than the Biden administration wants you to believe. 
They just think everybody can grab a electric car and say, Happy New Year, we're all good. Everybody's got electric cars. It doesn't work that way. So looks like we're getting to the end of the program, and actually we are. And I just wanted to let everybody know, thank you for listening to Bite of Reality. And think about becoming a patron of America's Web Radio, because we'd love to bring you more programs like this. And if you like what you're hearing, come to the station. Let us know you support us. We're almost like NPR, except we're a real station. We actually tell you the truth. So, everybody, hope you have a great week. And I thank you for listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.